Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. What do Instagram, a good sense of humor, some great music, and a Peloton treadmill have in common? Well, if you are this week's guest on the Girl Means Business podcast, those are the things that have helped to set you apart in your business on social media. Hey guys, welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. I am so excited for today's episode and for you to meet our guest today, Brittany Crossan. Brittany and I met on Clubhouse, which I know you've heard me say a lot here on the podcast, but we met on Clubhouse and then I went and followed her over on Instagram. I think somebody in a Clubhouse room was chatting with Brittany and mentioned her incredible Reels videos and her TikTok videos where she does these little dances on her Peloton bike and especially on her treadmill. So I went and checked them out and I was so impressed with not only her ability to not fall flat on her face while doing dancing on treadmill videos, but also just the way that her personality shined, it immediately drew me in. It made me feel connected to her. I wanted to get to know her better. I started following her podcast and she and her husband have a wine business that they do. And I followed into that. I kind of invested in her and it all started with these dancing on a treadmill videos. So we've become social media friends. I've been on her podcast, and this week she is our featured guest on the Girl Means Business podcast. She is going to be sharing all of her amazing tips on how to infuse your personality into your social media account or just your business in general. So Brittany is the owner of Fun Love Media, an online marketing company that specializes in social media management and content creation. And let me tell you, she is the content creation queen. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's the host of the producer of the Social Sunshine Podcast, which is a top-rated marketing podcast that helps small business owners with social media and beyond. She has a lifelong background as a performer. She knows what it takes to attract and engage with an audience. And she's most recently, like I said, known for her dancing videos on her treadmill and her Peloton bike. She now has over 10 million views on social platforms and loves spreading joy and hope to others through social media. She lives in Houston, Texas with her husband, Ryan, and their two kids, Rowdy and Rami, who all co-star with her in their family show, Casually Crossin. Guys, she is incredible. If you are not following her on Instagram, you need to go find her and follow her right now. I'll have her Instagram handle linked down in the show notes, so make sure you go check that out, as well as her Sunshine Podcast, Social Sunshine Podcast. Try saying that 10 times fast. But I am so excited for you to hear our conversation today. We're diving into the whole topic of how to really let your personality shine through because that is what people are going to connect with in your business, on social media, in person. I've always said in my business that as soon as someone meets me in person, then I feel like I have a client for life. And it's because that personal connection is so strong and so valuable. So Brittany's going to talk to us today about how to convey that same feeling of when you meet somebody in person and you're immediately connected, how to translate that into what you're doing online, in your social media, website, all the things where you're showing up. Now, she does talk a lot about reels and video content, but the same concepts applied to those can be applied to other areas of social media as well. So if you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, I'm not doing video right now. I'm not doing reels a whole lot. Not only is this your sign to dive into that, 
but it's also really great advice that can be used in all different types of platforms. So with no further ado, let's get to my conversation with Brittany Crossan. All right, Brittany, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I am so excited that you're here. We have another Texan in the house today. So hey, welcome. Hey, howdy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for everybody listening that doesn't already know how wonderful you are, share with us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of your journey. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the compliment. So if you don't know how wonderful I am, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I kid. My name is Brittany Crossan. I'm I'm a social media. I mean, my profession is um, social media and personal branding consultant. So I own my own company called Fun Love Media that I started um, you know, back, I don't know, it's been almost a few years now that I started my, my business just with a love of social media. I, um, I'm a performer from, from childhood. I started dancing when I was three. And so, and then I got into theater and I did some film and some television type stuff here in Texas. And so for me, social media was like, oh my gosh, look at this. There's an audience (laughs) and there's millions of people out there that could watch. And this is so fun. So that's what drew me into it. So it turned into a business. And, um, and I'm also the host of uh, my own podcast, the Social Sunshine Podcast, which you're on, um, where we talk about social media and things for small business. And, um, and yeah, I'm here, I'm here just outside of Houston with my husband and my two kiddos, living the life, trying to have fun, drinking wine, watching the Real Housewives. <laughs> when I'm not like it. Yeah. I know. I was thinking like social media for you is probably like just one giant fun, like stage. That's so cool. (laughs) It it is. I'm lucky in that sense, because I know for a lot of business owners, I recognize that that's not the case, that not everybody thinks it's so fun and so neat to be on camera and all this stuff. And so, you know, so I try to, um, try to remember that. And it helps that I work with a lot of clients that kind of a variety of personalities. So I can kind of learn like, okay, this, this works for you. This works for you and try to help everybody get more comfortable with social media, you know? Yeah. And it, I'm a walking testament for the fact that like, I kind of shied away from it in the beginning. Cause I was like, hi, I've always been somebody who's like, I don't really want to be in the spotlight. I am more than happy to help you be in the spotlight or be just outside this, but I don't want to be in it. And so social media for me for the longest time was kind of this, like, let me just put a little, like little sprinkles of my personality in here, but not really go all in. And then the last two or three years I've been like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to go all in. And I like, the more you do it, the more fun it gets and the easier it gets. And I know people say that all the time. I'm sure there's people listening to this. They're like rolling their eyes, like, okay, sure. (laughs) Easy for you. But I'm like, no, really like the more you do it, the easier it gets. It really does. And it becomes really fun. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. It really does. I have, I have one client that's um, also a really good friend of mine for like 15 years and she, she's a, a real estate agent and she at first and still sometimes is like, I hate social media. And she'll just like, she'll call me with the weirdest questions. Like the weirdest things happen to her. Cause I think she put like the negative social media vibes out into the universe and it comes back at her and she's got all these confusing questions, poor thing. But even her, even my friend Ashley over time has gotten better at it more comfortable. So there's always hope. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's what we're going to get into today is sort of content creation, which falls into the category of social media because content creation can cover a lot of things, whether it is, you know, written content, video content, um, you know, image content, all that kind of stuff. So I discovered you on Clubhouse. I don't remember exactly what rooms we were in together, but I think we kind of had some similar connections, in different rooms. 
And then I went over to your Instagram and I started going through your reels because at the time I was just getting into doing reels. And I remember watching your reels and being like, this girl is so much fun and so creative. (laughs) So for anyone who doesn't know yet, go to her Instagram. She does these dancing on the treadmill reels. And you have some, I think on your Peloton as well, your bike. Mm -hmm. And um, they're just like, they give me like that little burst of energy. Like if I look at him first thing in the morning, I'm like, okay, I can do this. This is good. Let's go. <laughs> so oh, tell me, cool. <laughs> it's so fun. So tell me uh, a little bit about kind of how you ended up in, with that sort of niche. Cause obviously it's not what your business is, but it's right. you. So how yeah. did you end up doing those? Um, all right. So I, I, as I mentioned, I'm, a performer always have been. So it's a natural thing to want to do that and to feel good about any sort of performing. And if, if anybody out there has been following me for probably the past five years, which there are some, some, uh, those are the VIPs, um, you know, back whenever Instagram story started, which was probably about five ish years ago. Um, I, fell in love with that because I was like, Oh, wait a minute. There's this little fun way to have these little videos and you could have music. Like, you know, you can have the music and the stories and your background or whatever. And I did what I would call the post, my post-workout jam, I think is what I called it. And, um, (laughs) it was not, not very creative, but, and so I really would just after my workout was over, I would jam out on my stories for 15 seconds or maybe 30 seconds. And it was kind of this cool way to combine having fun, of course, just the performing that I love, connecting with the audience in this new feature on Instagram stories, and then also kind of having that accountability for my workouts because, and this was pre-Peloton days, by the way, um, <laughs> for me, pre-Peloton for me, because um, it, it was cool because then people were like, oh, you know, I, I feel like I need to share. Oh, I just did the workout. Now we're going to dance together. So I did that for a really long time. And um, continued to have fun with that. But then I discovered actually before reels, um, TikTok, And I was like, what is this? <laughs> Wait a minute. There are grown people on here that are just busting the move in the grocery store and everybody's fine with it. Like my dreams have come true. Cause I'm always like, I really wish that life really was a musical where like you're walking along and you've had a day and all of a sudden you just bust out in a song and dance and it's this big moment. Um, that's my dream. So we'll see if that ever happens. But that's what it felt like with TikTok. It felt like, <laughs> holy crap, this is like acceptable to do this. So I just started having fun with it and exploring it. And and then I started dancing on the treadmill. And I know it sounds kind of weird, but like I got my new Peloton treadmill. And no, they don't sponsor me, but call me. Um <laughs> And they, it, I'd already had the bike and I had been kind of jamming on the bike a little bit but when I got the new treadmill and this is key, the, the way that the treadmill is like, there's these rubber slats instead of a belt. So it feels more sturdy. And one day I literally was just like, Hmm, I can just like dance on here and set up my phone and record it. And see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> just was like this random moment. <laughs> Why not try it? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I just thought it fun. And, um, so I did it and it was kind of like, it was really slow. It's so funny looking back at those old videos <laughs> there. It's a little over a year ago and I'm like, what? You were just barely moving. But anyway, so I did it. And one thing leads to another and the, the announcement of the pandemic comes. Um, and so 
I'm like, whoa, let's pump this up. Let's have some fun. Everybody's at home. People are down in the dumps. Like I want to help, you know, everybody smile. Cause I think as a performer, that's what you naturally kind of want to do is help somebody smile or, or cry or think or whatever, you know, um, whatever feelings. And these videos started to explode like crazy. And I was like, this is so hilarious. This grown ass woman dancing on the treadmill. I'm like, I've been, I've been working in social media for years and this is what, yep. <laughs> this is what the thing is going to be. Okay. Let's just go with it. You know, just got to ride the wave. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. And, um, cause you know, like I'm in the Peloton communities, like the Facebook groups and all that. And so it was like in there and then it kind of expanded to here and there. And, um, I don't know. I just thought this is great. Look all, and this is maybe a little message of hope for somebody listening. All I ever wanted ever from being a little child was to perform for just hopefully millions and millions of people and just help somebody smile and help them have more joy in their life and and hope really. And I thought it was going to happen one way. I thought it was going to be because I was an actor and I was going to like move my way up and I was going to be like on a sitcom because, you know, full house all the way. Like that was my, you know, that was my dream that kind of thing. And then this starts happening whenever I'm pushing 40 years old with two kids and a husband in the suburbs. And I'm like, oh, well, it's still performing for millions of people that, you know, some of the videos went viral and, and, um, and you just kind of have to realize this just because the path isn't what you thought it would be. Yeah. I'm sure you can re- relate to this. Oh, yeah. You can still reach some sort of that outcome that you had intended to. And it's actually kind of beautiful. It's just that whenever you're in the earlier stages of it, it's really quite frustrating as we all know. And we go, why is this happening? Or why isn't my thing working out right now? Or why, 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 why? And you, if you are patient and you follow your heart, I do think you, you end up, you know, figuring it out later. So that's what happened with these videos. As silly as it sounds, that's really what happened for me. And Instagram reels came along and I was like, ha, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I've been training for this for months. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big moment. <laughs> this is it. Because, you know, Instagram Reels is, is Instagram's version of, of TikTok, essentially. It's a very, very, very similar situation. And I had already been um, doing so much on TikTok that I was so excited because I love Instagram. I love my Instagram community. Like I said, I mean, I stories from five years ago, Mm -hmm. people that have been with me all this time. It's just special. And so I thought, oh, this is amazing. The two worlds are colliding. So then I just kept doing it. I don't know. I mean, people still like to watch them and it's fun. So why the hell not? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I know personally, like I love it when they pop up on my feed or when I'm scrolling through and then one of them shows up and I'm like, yeah, another one. All right. Like what song is she going to do? Like, I always think, of course, I... (laughs) I like, I love to like, listen to loud, fun, like upbeat music when I'm on the treadmill. And yes. I've always had that thought of like, I could just start like bust out a move here. But I was like, usually I'm in like a crowded gym and I'm like, I <laughs> either one will, people won't know what I'm listening to. And they'd be like, what the heck? Or two, I'll end up like busting at big time and fall flat <laughs> on my face off the treadmill. And neither one of those sounded appealing. So I just kind of always like kept it in quiet to right, myself, right. but, um, but I live <laughs> vicariously <laughs> through your videos. So, okay. So your story is, is amazing. And you obviously like have found a way to take something that feels natural to you, which is sort of this idea of being in front of the camera performing and turned it into something that has, you know, worked for you. 
So for those people that are listening who are thinking, well, I am not a dance the treadmill kind of person, but they want to figure out like, okay, what can I do that helps to show off who I am? Like what tips do you have for sort of finding your like authentic voice or authentic, you know, side to put out onto social media? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. There, I say, this is kind of just one of my sayings. I say, use what's in your tool belt, meaning what you already got, right? Um, to create amazing content, bottom line. And the thing, the beautiful thing is that you don't have to always talk about your business on social media. Um, like directly, we don't always have to be asking for a sale. And in fact, we probably shouldn't always be asking for a sale. And especially if you're a personal brand, like I am, um, meaning if you're not familiar, anybody listening, that you're the face of your brand. You know, it's not Target. It's not a big retail uh, corporate brand or something like that. You are the face of your brand, whether you are um, a service-based business, whether you're a photographer, whether you're uh, an author, whether you're a real estate agent, a network marketer, whatever you are, right? You're the face of your business. And so when you're in that situation with social media, people want to learn about you as a person. And I hear so many times people say, I don't know what to post. My life isn't that exciting. These are the two things. And I'm like, look, I understand it's, it's hard coming from me. I'm over here dancing on a treadmill, but trust me, you don't have to be doing that. You don't have to be juggling fire. You, I always advise people to choose something, a couple of things in addition to your business. Of course, you want to talk about your business on social, but things that you already know, That's why I say, what's in your tool belt? What do you already know how to do? Whether it's a talent, a skill, knowledge, what do you already know? And I love to use gardening as an example. I am not a gardener. Um, Disclaimer, I know nothing about that. In fact, I'd probably kill anything I would try to to grow, but it's such a great example because it seems like such a simple, it's not not a um, exciting, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's not performing on a treadmill. So something as simple as gardening and you are like, the best at growing tomatoes in the county, for sure. Like that is your thing. It's not your business, you know, because your business is something else, but you happen to really love your garden and it's special to you and you could just talk about it for hours. That is what you share about on social media. What What is it that that is authentic, right? But also it's going to draw other people into you. And how many people are going to love that? And they're going to watch your videos about you growing your tomatoes, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just... You know, and you, you, you make sure you're 
sharing this authentic side of you and the stuff that you want to share about and creating content about it. And then you keep sprinkling in bits about, oh, by the way, I'm working on such and such. Oh, I'm here doing a photo shoot. Like, you know, you, you work that in. So people are always reminded, oh yeah, this is what you do for a living. And what happens is, is that when you start creating and sharing content about something that is in your tool belt, about one of your talents or skills or something that you're knowledgeable about, that it's going to excite people, right? The people that are drawn to you and they're going to want more and more and more. And you're going to be more top of mind for when they do need a service or product like what you sell. They're going to think of you because they're seeing you on social all the time doing something that they think is really cool. Yeah. I always like to think like, so when I go through like my, who I follow on Instagram, for example, and I look at, I did this recently. um, I was at a virtual workshop this past weekend. And one of the things I had some downtime, I was like, I'm going to do this for a little while and see, because we kind of talked about it in the workshop. So I went through who I follow and I tried to figure out, okay, what was it that, like, how did I hear about this person? Like, was it because a friend recommended them? Was it because I came across them in a different, on a different platform? Or did I, do I have a friend in common? Like, what was the connection? And a lot of the people I follow are people I found because of either like something random we had in common, whether that was like, oh, they're also a photographer. Oh, they used to be a teacher as well. Or um, they post these really great stories about like mom life or whatever the case is. Or it was like a friend who had said, oh my gosh, you have to go check out Brittany's reels. They're hilarious. You know, like somebody had referred her because, or uh, had referred them because of something they saw. It was very rarely ever, oh, this person has a really great business or, oh, this person is a really a fabulous, you know, at selling products. It's always something else that drew me to them. And so when you start thinking of it as less about, okay, I'm doing this for my business and more about, well, no, what do, what do I connect with on social media? Like, what is it that draws me in? And then use that in your own as well. Um, right. You mentioned the the gardening thing. I think it's so funny because I just started following it because I'm ter- I kill everything. Like even <laughs> this is even my fake plants don't look great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they have branches falling off of them. I blame my kids for those mostly, but I'm oh, like no I'm <laughs> worse. And my dad has this great like he is the master gardener. His gardens have always looked incredible, so I feel like I'm a little bit of a letdown there. So I want to learn and get better. And so I started following this girl recently who is all about like gardening and she lives in the suburbs and she's found a way to like make like raised beds in her backyard. And it's kind of this like, not even really urban gardening, suburban gardening, I guess. But she talks about like how to eat in season and just all that stuff. And I, I mean, she has a business as well, but I found her and I followed her because of the gardening stuff. And I think she does something with like like natural, either essential oils or something in that kind of realm. Sure. Makes but, sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the gardening is what drew me in. Cause I was like, Oh, she's, and she makes it really fun and interesting and not feel like you have to be like living on a farm in Iowa to have a really great garden. <laughs> right. 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 See that exactly. That's exactly what I mean. That's I'm so glad that you found that example. Cause it's, yeah. it's so, so true. I mean, there's always exceptions, I guess. And there's always businesses that work a different way, but for most people that are like a solopreneur, um, or maybe they're just, maybe they have a little bit of help, but it's not like a big company, you know, that's what works. That's what people yeah. want to connect with on social media. And it's frustrating, right? Because 
that requires patience. <laughs> we, we want to, what I see a lot of people do, whether it's people that have worked with me or not or whatever, I see people like they have a product and they just want to post a picture of the product um, or like a stock picture of the product from oh, the company yeah. no. and all these things. And they just be like, my green widgets are on sale today. You want to buy one? And I'm like, okay. First problem is, is that that's not exciting. Like to talk about like what, so basically what you've done is you've eliminated anybody that doesn't want to buy one has nothing to interact with in that post zero. So it's only good if somebody just so happens to want to buy one of your green widgets at that moment, that's not good because the odds of that being the case are pretty low, right? It's timing with marketing. Like you have to, you know, you have to be in front of somebody over and over and over and over again before they finally decide to buy. So it does take the patience to do it this way and to have the personal brand and to make those connections and so on. But, you know, I think anything that ends up being really great took some, what of a journey to get there. And when you do it that way, you do have that, that like, I think actually you and I talked about the no like and trust thing. And you really have that even, even more so than just selling somebody something and then meeting them, you know, they already met you and they trust you. So why not buy from you if they need what you have? Yeah. And I think you said it earlier, I think too, about like, why would people want to watch Like my life isn't interesting. You know, that's the thing. That's something I hear a lot of people say is my life's not interesting. But I always kind of go back to the fact that like reality TV is one of the like most popular versions of television shows out there where people are watching. Like yes. there are reality shows about it. I mean, like if you can watch people catch crabs in Alaska or wherever they are, like <laughs> people will want to know about your day-to-day life. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. You know? Somebody's going to be interested. There's somebody exactly. out there. The, the right somebody. <laughs> but I think like a lot of it comes from just wanting that to feel like we're not alone in this, you know, like I follow a lot of people who share kind of the whole, like you said, I've got young kids, you've got young kids as well. I like watching people who are doing life with young kids and they share about it because then I feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Or I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, my kid does that too. That's so funny. Or, oh, I need to remember to make sure I do X, Y, or Z. Or, oh, that's, they have a really great idea for helping my kids do this or this, you know? And, right. and so even though it may seem like mundane and like, yeah, nobody probably cares that you had oatmeal for breakfast, but if you're sharing about like, you know, maybe the kind of oatmeal you like to make, or maybe you're sharing different versions of it for people or whatever, how you can kind of put a spin on it. But people are going to connect with that and they're going to, you know, want to know more about the different oatmeals you have for breakfast or whatever it might be. You yes. know? <laughs> oh yeah. It's crazy. The simple things that people will connect with. You're right. I mean, oatmeal is a great example. I mean, it can be really, really simple and it can really surprise you actually what people end up responding to on social media versus something else. You assume maybe it's going to be this thing, but it's that thing or whatever. That's why it's good to just put it out there and just be yeah. you and see what happens. Okay. So that kind of brings me to a good um, question I have for you next when it comes to content, because there is so many different types of content. You know, you, let's just take Instagram, for example, because I, that's my favorite place to hang out as well. You know, you've got your feed, you've got stories, you've got reels, you've got different types of, you know, you can do carousel posts or you can do video posts or static posts. Like, so if there's all this type of content people can be putting out there, how do we decide or how do we figure out what really works for us? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? 
Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Huh. That's a good question. Um, on Instagram, if we just stick with that as a as our specific scenario here, if someone wants to be to truly optimize Instagram and really be devoted to it as a you know as a social platform for their business and their brand, I think go ahead and use as many features as you possibly can, honestly, on a regular basis. Um, and if this feels overwhelming. That's okay. It'll get better over time. Like people try to solve the content that a lot, I hear a lot of experts and coaches and whatnot about, you know, social media people like me try to say, well, if you can only do one per week, that's okay. And I'm like, actually it's, it's probably not. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, really it's yeah. probably not. You know, if, if this is the way you're trying to truly market your business and your brand and grow, and right. it's not just some random thing you're doing, then you really should be devoted to trying to use all the features that you possibly can on Instagram since we're talking about Instagram. So, uh, and Instagram has best practices and things. And I think it's a good, it's a cool thing to look up and go by, but I think it's great to use all of them, but I do understand that you're going to have strong suits and and whatnot. You know, everybody's going to be a little bit different. So if for some reason, for example, you keep doing Instagram live videos that are like not real long, maybe they're 10 minutes long or they're eight minutes long or something. And you do the live video, you put, you can post it to IGTV after you're done and you can save it to your phone. By the way, you should do that for sure. Um, and, and say that for some reason, it's just not jiving. Like you, you gave it a good old try. Um, I say, make it just less. So maybe don't never do it, just do it less and lean on what you do really well. So you're going to notice that I'm posting a reel almost every single day, if not probably every single day. Um, One, I'm a content creator and a social media professional, so you don't have to do it every single day. But I I think that lean on what what feels good for you and then just do the other things a little bit less. 
you know, but right now, like spring 2021 reels are still like the big thing. And I think it's very, very smart to ride that wave as long as you can, because why not? I mean, play the game. Instagram wants Mm -hmm. you to use reels. It's a new feature. They're pushing it. They're encouraging it because the more people use these new features, the longer they stay on the app, which is the whole goal of Instagram. You know, why would they exist if they didn't want you to be on the app? So why not just go for it? Um, But I do believe that you don't have to like, you know, you can back off a little on things that maybe don't feel as good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like you kind of touched on earlier, like experimenting, like, yeah, like try this and like try lives and try stories and try reels and at least try it. Like, that's my thing is like telling me like, just try it. And if you realize, like you said, like it's not working, then yeah, scale back. But you have to kind of, like I tell this, but to even like with photographers and things like when I mentor the photographers and like finding your niche, you know, like try photographing everything until you figure out what feels natural and feels good to you. And then you can kind of like narrow, like hone in on the things that work for you. Right. So yeah, I think that's a really smart idea. Um, Okay. So let's talk about some of these Instagram features in particular. And so let's talk about like the, the, the feed, like your Instagram feed. So that's Mm -hmm. where obviously you can share like your, your reels to your feed. Um, are you, but you also are post, you can post like, you know, your, um, carousel posts and you can post like your images and things like that. So Mm -hmm. what type of content should we be posting to our feed? How often, um, you know, like, cause that's kind of what started the whole Instagram thing. Is it still relevant? Like how, like, let's just kind of get into all those things. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And that was um, kind of a, a very like long-winded question. Like, let's do all the things. I was <laughs> sorry to throw well, that at you. Okay, so when it comes to your feed, um, yes, it it does totally matter for sure. Um, yes, you should put your reels in your feed when you post them. That's a very common question I get asked on Clubhouse, particularly for some reason. That's a people on Clubhouse want to know that I don't know. That's a that's a question. Um, where when you create uh, Instagram Reels video and you go to post it, it gives you an option. You don't have to post it to your feed, but you can. So do it. <laughs> Definitely do it. Um, you know, it's it's going to end up in the reels, uh, reels land on Instagram and, and where people are scrolling through reel after reel after reel, of course, but you also want it in your feed. Like, why would you not want the people that follow you to see it in their feed? Yep. So, exactly. so definitely do that. But I think I think that regular feed posts are, are really important as well, maybe alternating. So if you do feel overwhelmed whenever it comes to posting on Instagram, you have to, and, and you're trying to do the reels thing and all the things, remember that when you do post that reels video and you post it to your feed, it counts as a post and it shows up in your grid. So cool. Check. You did a post, right? You don't have to always do both every single day. Um, you can alternate it maybe, but people still appreciate a great a great image, a great photo, or a great carousel post on Instagram. And I think that um, carousel posts, whether it's actually infographics, where you're like, step one, do this, swipe, step two, you know, or even if it's just multiple photos, right? If y'all know, I don't know if anybody out there knows the the kind of cool trick with that is that whenever somebody is scrolling and they see your carousel post, no matter what kind, where it's just, you've, you've uploaded multiple images, if you're not familiar, in your Instagram post, and they see the first photo of that and maybe they don't engage and they keep scrolling and they leave Instagram. When they come back to Instagram, when they come back across your stuff, Instagram will automatically show them the second one. 
So Ooh, Instagram is that. Yes, Instagram is encouraging. Like, look, okay, look, you scrolled past the first time and you didn't like or comment her thing. So we're going to now show you the second one and see if that gets you more excited. And it's a really cool feature that a lot of people don't realize happens in Instagram, which is why carousel posts are so effective. So whether you're going into something like Canva, which I like, and you're actually creating, like I say, an infographic where it's like top three ideas for Instagram reels, right? And then it's like swipe. There's the first one, swipe, second, swipe, third, or it's just literally just multiple photos. Either way, it's going to work like that. It's really cool. I didn't realize that, but now that I'm like thinking, I'm like, yeah, I've seen that happen in my feed where like I've scrolled past like the first like image or whatever. And then the next time I've come back through, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the first image. I have to like swipe back to get to the beginning. I'm like, that's weird. That makes perfect sense. That's really interesting. Yeah. I knew carousel posts were really popular. I know when I post them, I get a lot of um, engagement. They're really like, they perform really well on my insights, but I didn't know that they were doing that to try to get more people engaged, but that's true. I mean, like they, they reward you for using their features. So that makes sense. They really, they really do. And I think that people, some people want to kind of go rogue and be like, I'm doing what I want on social media. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. You can do what you want. I mean, to a point, but like, if you don't, like, if you don't do anything that's working or encouraged or trending or whatever, like, I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make things a little bit difficult. You know, we can still be our beautiful individual snowflake selves and follow some of the social media rules. It's cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you can still be a little bit of a rebel, but as long as you kind of hone it in a little bit, right? Re- right. Reel it in back a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if Instagram or any social platform tells you like, these are the things that we like, then you might want to, you might want to just listen. try it. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Just try it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I know for me, stories is one of my favorite things. Like I, like I'm just getting into reels. I love them. They're really fun to do, but they do take a little bit more time and a little bit more like of the back end work. Um, and then stories for me has always been something I kind of adopted when they first came out. Cause I was like, Oh, this is a really fun, easy way to share like in the moment stuff. Yeah. Because the time it, when I, when, um, stories came around, your feed was still kind of expected to be this really pretty kind of curated thing, but stories was where you could kind of show like the messy behind the scenes, the fun, the, you know, not so polished stuff. It's changed a little bit. Now people, their feeds aren't as polished as they used to be and they, that's okay. But stories are still the first thing I go to whenever I open up Instagram. I'm like, Ooh, who's posted in their stories lately? Like, let's go see what's going on in people's day. So how can we utilize stories in the best way to kind of get that engagement, to get people maybe going to our feeds or our reels? Like how can we utilize those? Stories are amazing. And as I've mentioned it a couple of times already today, like it's, I have a history of stories. I feel deeply about it. I feel like, I feel the people that I think I said this earlier, the people that watch my stories regularly, cause you can see who watches them. Um, I feel like they're my VIPs. Like they are the insiders. They are there with me. Uh, beyond the main feed. It's actually really special and it's a really awesome opportunity. We have to look at all of this as an opportunity, but stories an opportunity to make that deeper connection with people. And (laughs) whenever I say that, it doesn't have to be like super, super serious or anything, but it really is taking, taking your relationship to the next level with your, with your um, follower. And so I say, always have your stories active. I mean, really, if you're in this and you're really trying to make some progress with Instagram, always have your stories active. Like, I don't know my stories. Cause by the way, if you're not familiar, they only stay 
up for 24 hours, each one that you post. So then you just keep posting every single day to keep them active. But I feel like maybe in a year, maybe there's two, two or three days in a whole year, maybe that my stories aren't active. It's just, um, and not only is mindset things, you get into the habit of it, you get disciplined about it, but it's just so special because people watching stories, like you said, they're excited because see, you're excited to watch them. I am too. And it's micro video content. That's why reels are so popular. That's why TikTok, you know, has been so popular because this really quick info, 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 like, you know, one after the other is what people love right now. And you can have so much fun with it. So I think definitely use your stories, keep them active. I understand like if you need a day off, like it's not the end of the world, but every other day other than that one, uh, keep them active, share what's going on with you. Um, share when you something po- when you posted something new. If you don't have the swipe up feature, which most people don't, um, I barely just got it just a few weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> that's and, so and, exciting. And 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 you know, I haven't magical rainbows have not arrived at my doorstep yet. So, um, but I will say that if you don't have the swipe up feature, which I didn't for years, um, and you want someone, you're talking about something in your stories, and you want someone to go um, to the link in your bio tag yourself in the story and they can just easily tap on your, on your tag and go into your body. Like there's just little fun things like that you can do to keep people being um, like interacting with your stories. Use all the features. Whenever you have the options, you know, you click the little sticker thing, use all the features like the poll or the, the sliding thing or, you know, the gifts and the, all the things, you know, yeah. really just jazz it up and use everything they have and see what you think is fun. But I always tell people, honestly, it, ideally you would have stories active all the time. Um, a friend of mine says, uh, it's like, it's like saying your shop is open. Yes. I've heard <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Like if you, if you're not in stories, they're like, Oh, they must be right. Oh, like they're after hours or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is she like on vacation? Like what is happening? And if, I mean, if I'm on vacation, I'm definitely in stories cause I'm showing you where I'm at. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, so definitely keep them active and then yes, posting them more than once a day. I mean, sometimes my stories get to be a little long sometimes. Okay. So, you know, you look at stories and at the top of the screen, there are little dashes that represent when they get down to be tiny dots. That's when you know, you've gone too far. It's too many stories in the day. (laughs) It's too much. I agree. Those are the ones I kind (laughs) of skip right over, but there's definitely like a sweet spot. Yeah. You're like, Oh, especially if it's all just like talking heads. Cause I'm like, I I can't luckily now they have the captions feature. I don't have that feature yet, but the captions do help because then I can at least like, I don't always have the sound on or whatever I can read what they're saying. But if it's like 12 videos of them just talking, I'm kind of like, okay, it's next, hard. Next. It's hard. <laughs> no, yeah, it's hard. So maybe don't go overboard with stories, but I say if you post five to 10 stories a day, it's a great idea. Some days you might have more or less, obviously it could fluctuate, but that's a good sweet spot, five to 10 a day. And um, you mentioned captions. I definitely recommend transcribing your stories, even if you have to do it manually mm-hmm. and just summarize what you just said, because there's always going to be somebody that has their volume down or not even just that. It really helps it helps increase your chances of someone actually staying and watching whenever there are captions. It's just, yes. it's just proven for sure. I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, use the stories and have fun with yes. it. Let's just do something fun. I have, I give these ideas out about stories and, and I'll say like, you know, start a tradition in your stories. So like I mentioned, mine was that post-workout jam thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, I show my workout each morning and I'm not like, I don't, I'm not a fitness professional. Like I don't make money from that, but it's just a routine. So people get in this routine with you and your stories. And it's just something cool that they're going to look forward to. And they're going to come 
more familiar with you. And that helps make your brand more solid. And I, yeah. And I love like, cause subconsciously we like routine and patterns. That's why yep. like, you know, putting your podcast out every week on the same day or yep. sending out your email marketing in the same day, or if you do YouTube videos, you want to make sure that people can expect it because they like that routine. Yep. So like, I know someone who has, um, like every Sunday they do like family Sunday thing. And they do like a little, like of them, like dressed up in their church clothes. And then like, they kind of, it's like the only day of the week that she really shares like her family stuff. Um, right. because that's like their day that they go do like f- Sunday fun day kind of stuff. And so on Sundays, I'm always like, Oh, let's see what this person's doing, you know? Um, cool. and I think that's really neat to have like that sort of thing. I also think that like stories is a great place to start if you aren't sure how to start like infusing your personality into things. Um, Like, and you said that you're like, you never know what people are going to connect with. So like the other day, my oldest daughter is in third grade. And so it's time for the um, solar system project, the dreaded, you know, like that fun rite of passage that is the solar system project. So (laughs) the other day I had to go to Hobby Lobby and buy all the supplies. Well, of course she didn't want to do a traditional like, styrofoam balls. We did like these, um, yarn ball things instead, Uh which was actually really cute. But I showed a picture of like my shopping cart and my youngest daughter's in the shopping cart with all these like rings all over her that we were using, like these little styrofoam rings. And I had so many people who like, and I'd put a little caption, like shopping for solar system project supplies. It was the most random, like who cares that I'm at Hobby Lobby shopping for solar system (laughs) supplies. But I got a ton of people that would respond to that story saying like, oh, I remember doing that with my kid or, oh my gosh, I remember building this when I was a kid. That's so funny. You know, I I didn't know they were still doing that in schools, blah, blah, blah. And something as simple as that, kind of like your like um, after the workout dance thing, like who knew that people were going to resonate with that, but that's what people connect with, you know, the most kind of random things that they can be like, Oh yeah, she's doing that too. That's so neat. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're so right. You just never know. So may as well just like try some things out. And like you said, it's such a great place to start, especially if you're not, you know, comfortable being on camera. Cause yes, you should be on camera, show your face, but you can have different levels of it. You don't have to be all up on the camera, like somebody like me, but you don't want to not show your face, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You can kind of experiment first there. Yeah. So, um, just to kind of wrap, cause I know I could, when we, I could talk about this for hours, but I don't want to <laughs> keep everybody on the podcast forever. So last kind of question here is be, if someone were to come to you and say, okay, what is like your number one tip when it comes to content creation for your business? What would you say that is? Hmm. My number one, I don't know if I can give you one. I might give you two though. That's okay. Your top two. <laughs> it's specifically for personal, for somebody with a personal brand here, let's just, let's just go ahead and say that I would say first is authenticity showing, showing your true self does not mean you have to tell them how many times you pooped that day. It just means you're being (laughs) real. Right. Um, and the, the discipline I'm so, I'm a big discipline person though. Uh, well, I mean, with most things, I mean, you know, <laughs> nobody's perfect, but you know, I really am big about discipline when it comes to a lot of areas of my life, but especially business and especially marketing my business. And that's exactly what this is. It's not like back in the day, you know, I started working in my dad's business whenever I was 16 years old 
And we were like putting ads in newspapers uh, for hundreds and hundreds of dollars just for like a quarter page in a small town newspaper thing. And, and that's what we did. But they did it for you, right? You're like, you pay them money and they market, they do the thing. They do the marketing thing. And then we just are there to work at the business and try to sell stuff whenever people walk in. But that's not how it is anymore. So many people are doing this themselves and not realizing all the time that social media for your business, you are marketing your business and this is the way to do it. And you can do it yourself. And if you don't want to, you don't have to, you can hire somebody, but you can do it yourself, but you have to be disciplined about it. It matters. It really matters. Mm -hmm. If you're leaning on it to help, you know, organically grow your business, you have got to have some sort of a plan, be real, show all the things that you want to show, right? Be authentic, be yourself, be the wonderful unicorn you that you are. Cause that's what people want to want to see and what they're going to connect with. Even if you don't think it's very exciting and be disciplined and consistent with sharing on there because it's going to take some time. Social media is a long game. Mm-hmm. It's a long game. I, I, I did give some hope. I, I've been in social I mean, I started Instagram back when it started. I started using it for fun. I've been using social media for business for five years. And I just, just hit 10,000 followers on Instagram recently. Um, You know, these things, sometimes they take time. You stumble through in the beginning. But once you get in that groove, it feels so good. And you really do reap the rewards. But you have to be disciplined sharing on a regular basis, for sure. Yeah. And it's like I said earlier with the being on camera thing, like, the more you do it, the easier it gets. I mean, it really does. Like, I know that's hard when you're at the beginning and you're like, oh, this is such like a chore, but really it is the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more you you'll enjoy it. So, well, Brittany, thank you so much. I feel like you have so much amazing knowledge to share and I really appreciate you taking the time. So tell everybody where they can find you, how they can follow you, work with you, get to know you more. Thank you so much. Yes, please. Well, follow me on Instagram at Brittany Crossin, and you can go to my website, BrittanyCrossin.com. Uh, listen to my podcast. I have so much fun doing that. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Kinder is on my podcast. Um, all the podcast things. It's called the Social Sunshine Podcast. You can listen to it on all the major platforms. Well, yay. I love it. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I hope everybody goes and checks out your Instagram page and all your fun reels and keeps in touch with you. And we'll, um, we'll have to do maybe a, a second take and go a little deeper. Cause I know, like I said, we could talk about this forever. Yes, I'm down. I'll come back. Awesome. Well, have a great day. We'll talk soon. Thanks, babe. So I hate to come in here and wrap this up by saying, I told you so, but I kind of told you you were going to love her, right? She's amazing. So thank you. Thank you to Brittany for taking time to be a part of our podcast, for sharing all of your incredible wisdom and expertise please go make sure you are following her on Instagram and all the other socials and check out her social sunshine podcast, which I can never say correctly, social sunshine podcast. And make sure you tell her, thank you so much for being part of the show and that you heard here right here on the girl means business podcast. All right, guys, that's going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you leave us a review if you have not done so over on iTunes. And I will see you back here next week. Same time same place.